Hi, welcome back to Meraki Unboxed. My name's Simon Thompson, host of the show. It's wonderful, once again, to welcome you back to our podcast, which we run every couple of weeks, focusing on all things Cisco Meraki, but also all things tech, all things working life, whatever it happens to be. And today, uh, we've got an episode that's very much focused around some of the exciting ways you can take Meraki and potentially build your own business around it. We're going to have a really interesting discussion with somebody who has done just exactly that. Before we get to that, just a quick reminder that I love to welcome guests onto the show, and that's exactly what we're doing today. So if you would like to contribute an idea for the show, or if you would like to actually be on the show, please reach out to me on Twitter. You can find me at Meraki Simon. I'm there most days and uh, easy to track down. So do share your thoughts. We'd love to get you involved in the podcast. All right, so let's get into today's episode. We're focused today on a business that's been founded really to build on what we do at Cisco Meraki. And I'm super excited to get into this one because it's a great story. And to take us into that, I'm going to introduce our guests for today. First of all, we have from Boundless Digital, we have Noel Edouard Chenu. Hey, Simon. How are you? Well, I'm also great. It's Friday as we're recording this. It's been a busy week, so I'm very happy to be on the mic and doing another episode. Noel Edouard, tell us about what you do exactly, and just so we understand who we're talking to. So, well, like you said, uh, I'm uh, Noel Edward. Uh, I am the CEO and co-founder of Bondless Digital. Bondless Digital is a fast-growing IT and tech company, and we specialize on development of solutions that mind the management of large and complex network organizations, uh, and particularly uh, the murky ones. And before founding Bondless, I actually spent almost eight years working at Cisco and uh, Meraki. Yeah, that's a really exciting story. We want to definitely come back to that fairly soon. I uh, I would love to hear how this all came about. So we'll come back to that very soon. Leo, we also have Leo Fisher. Tell us all about yourself, Leo. Yes, thanks, Simon. And, you know, I must admit, uh, Simon, it was just a nice way to end the week. You know, just yes. like having a chat with friends, I think it's just like a great idea. And, and I will keep this in mind to do this a little bit more often. So, yes, uh, my, my name is Leo Fisher. I'm a system engineer at Cisco Meraki. Like Simon, I think we started early days at Meraki, so we've seen a lot of things happening and how things have changed within uh, Meraki and, and also had the, the pleasure and still have the pleasure to actually work with uh, Noel on some of the projects. So looking forward to actually have further discussion on this. Absolutely. So we've got a very European flavor to our panel today, obviously, a Brit and two Frenchmen. We're coming to you from actually all over the world. We're all located in different places, but uh, all joined together for this discussion today. All right. So the, I think the first thing I want to just get into is that this podcast episode came about as an example of my call out on every show to have somebody sort of reach out and offer an idea for a, for a show. And Nola Edouard, that's exactly how this started, right? You sent me a tweet, I think. Exactly. Yeah. I wanted to find out if uh, what you were saying on your podcast were for real. So I, uh, <laughs> I sent you a message on Twitter asking whether it could be a good idea or not to share my story. And uh, I'm actually a pretty big fan of your podcast. Every time I have the chance, I try to uh, talk about it. And I actually like, just hired an intern, and he knew nothing about Meraki. So I just told him, just go over all the Simon podcasts, and uh, you will know everything that you need to know. <laughs> and awesome. he's, doing, he's doing that right now. I appreciate that. And then, yeah, I mean, I do agree that this is definitely a story we want to tell. So I'm excited to get into that. And why don't you tell us a little bit about your background then? You obviously spent some time with us and obviously, you know, you liked what you saw and you saw potential for it. So tell us a little bit about how that journey went for you and how this all came about. 
I actually started working at Cisco when I joined the CSAP program. So I was in this program where we basically uh, get trained with other students and uh, high potential people. Mm -hmm. And uh, you get to learn all about Cisco. So I started as a virtual sales account manager covering the entire Cisco portfolio. And then I uh, kind of like evolved into some other positions and roles. And at some point, I saw the acquisition of Meraki from Cisco and I saw a job opened in France to uh, develop the whole business for, for France. So I um, decided to uh, submit my application and I got in. So it was a pretty interesting uh, hiring process because I, I had to fly to San Francisco just for the interviews. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't know if I'll be... Uh, selected but uh, i finally uh, got in so i became the first uh, pss in france wow yeah i was really proud of this and i was in team uh, with joe sweetie who was my se so i, I must uh, say hi to my uh, really old friend uh, joe he's having a great career among the meraki uh, uh, the meraki team so I'm, I'm really happy for him and um yeah just to to uh, to, to continue it was uh, it was amazing because uh uh we, uh, as you as you know, like Meraki has a, has his own culture, and they succeeded in not being integrated too much into the Cisco environment. So mm -hmm. they they remain really like apart. It was really like working for a startup, but uh, with a big logo. So it was definitely easier when you had to uh, talk with partners or customers. It was actually like pretty intense at the beginning because we had to convince. Cisco people that Meraki has some value proposition to offer. We had to convince partners to sell Meraki. We had to convince customers. So we had to do everything from scratch. It was uh, just an, an amazing journey. So I started in 2013 and ended up in 2016. And by the time I left the business, I grew like 10 times. So yes. I was not on my own, uh, but uh, I'm, I'm really happy I contributed to that. Yeah, that's quite a story. And those certainly were exciting times. I remember the whole fly to San Francisco for interviews thing. That, that was very much the startup way at the time. It's an exciting story. And to be able to go into a brand new geography and start to develop a market there, I think that's really exciting as well. So how did you kind of go from that, from having all this success at Cisco Meraki and starting to see your own opportunity and founding your own company? So the first thing is that being able to say develop the business from scratch and really like I felt really like an entrepreneur. Uh, mm. Of course, it was easier, but it really was an entrepreneurial adventure. And I felt I wanted to do that on my own at some point. That was one thing. And uh, the other thing also is that over the past uh, six, seven years, I had the chance, you know, to work with a big number of companies and partners, and I could definitely see what the the challenges and the complexity they were facing. And uh, I saw there was an opportunity there because I realized that for many, like networks were becoming like complex and difficult to manage the traditional way. And it's actually going to become much more complex in the next few years with like new technologies, trends like uh, IoT, cloud application, like work from home. Mm -hmm. I saw that there was a need for like adaptation, some new way of like managing uh, the, the networks and automating tasks was pretty obvious to me. And uh, I really wanted to dig into this subject. But I wanted to remain within the Meraki ecosystem because it was crucial for me to have this link with Meraki. And actually, Meraki was one of like the, the first vendor to open up their solutions through the APIs. And uh, it was for me like the way to keep a link and to stay in touch with Meraki by becoming like a, a Meraki tech partner. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And so why the particular focus that uh, that Boundless has? So what is the reason for you for focusing around you know network automation in particular? I know that obviously with the Meraki platform, we focus very much on making things as simple as possible, but we know it's not perfect and nothing ever is. So it's really a matter of being the best fit for the customers that you're trying to serve. So what was the reasoning and the, the opportunity that you saw? Yeah, so like I said, the Merck APIs were pretty unique and uh, I could see we could definitely do a lot of things through them. So just for the record, if some of the listeners don't know what an API is, I would say it's a way to communicate between two machines or two solutions. So Merck APIs is really like an open door to all the potential that we can get from the Meraki solutions. So it was a great playground for us because we could come up with a lot of tools to enhance uh, the Meraki capabilities. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I was already working with partners and customers. I could definitely see that there was a lack of skills internally to use those APIs. Using an API requires some like uh, developing and programming skills. It's not only like writing a script and running the script, it's also testing the script, maintaining the script, uh, securing the script. It's a lot of difficult tasks that you need to implement and traditional partners, so MSPs or even service providers, they don't necessarily have those skills internally. So this is where we could definitely provide some added value. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd just like to add also some more information in regards to what Noel just said. What I'm seeing with all the partners working across my, my patch, which is across the GMEI region, is that there is definitely a need to automation. As our partners are scaling, as they are doing more with less, they need to be able to actually find ways to be more efficient. And APIs is definitely the tool that actually can definitely help mm-hmm. a lot of the repetitiveness. And I remember one of the discussions we had, Simon, a few days ago, it's about, yeah, you know, the dashboard is simple, but, you know, imagine if you multiply this by X amount, you know, you don't want to start logging into dashboard, clicking there and multiple, multiple clicks. Imagine all those clicks can actually be replaced by automation and all that time that you can save, you can either spend it on your customer. And I think the importance at Meraki or for me, for instance, you know, to actually have businesses like Boundless is because a lot of the partners today or customers might be a bit frightened and thanks Noel, by the way, to actually explain what an API is. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I, I appreciate think that. that. really uh, kind of like put at ease some people because I, it's today you know api can be a little bit a word where people say oh what it is you know a bit scary and a bit overwhelmed by this uh, and i think what bombes has managed to do over the years is really to build you know this kind of like dashboard of api that can actually makes things very simple so you don't mm-hmm. need to actually code for that so i i'm really glad that uh, noel you you find that uh, that way and uh, you created bombes back in the days I'm definitely grateful too, because, you know, one of the things we try as our best to do on this, although we obviously need to get into the technology, we don't want to leave anyone behind. So we want to make sure everybody understands what we're talking about when we use a three-letter acronym in particular. So API is the one of today. And I think there's probably more we can say about that. So Noel Edouard, let's try and paint a picture for our audience. Tell us about, you know, really what Boundless does, how it leverages the API and how have you developed an infrastructure that helps your customers over and above what already exists on the Meraki dashboard. I think so. I must thank Leo because he's uh, uh, describing uh, our approach pretty well. It's really about making sure that we can help our partners and customers to make the most of the Meraki APIs without having to uh, write any single line of code. So that's why we came up with this platform and it's uh, mm-hmm. everything is centrally uh, managed. And uh, we have developed around the Meraki APIs some automation tools to really help all the, the different stages of a networking project lifecycle, I would say, 
So it's really about how we can make sure to streamline the management of large Meraki organizations and uh, using automation and management use cases for that. So the idea is to address, of course, large enterprise customers who are like struggling with a reduced IT team and a lot, lot of workload and, and manual tasks, but also managed service providers who are dealing like on a day-to-day basis with large Meraki organizations and deploying a lot of networks and provisioning a lot of devices. So it's really about how we can be complementary to Meraki and how we can help those partners and customers to just really streamline their daily IT operations. Mm -hmm. And so you log into a bespoke interface of some description and that gives you access to all your different locations, all the different customers that you're managing, and I guess gives you tools that you can basically access the Meraki backend via the APIs, but do so at enormous scale just based on criteria that you set in the interface that Boundless provides. Did I describe that okay? How was that? Right. (laughs) That was pretty nice, uh, Simon. Actually, all you need to have is your Meraki API key. And once you have done that, it's really going to connect with all the settings, all the configurations and everything that has been done on the Meraki side. So we're going to create the links through this API key. And just to be like a little bit more concrete, what we can do is uh, coming up with some interesting tools, especially on the deployment phase. For this, we realized that it was a critical step for companies doing a, a migration from a vendor to Meraki or for uh, MSPs, so providing these implementation services. Mm-hmm. And for that, we wanted to not only use the Meraki APIs, but also try to come up with more agile and intelligent workflows. So we have this tool where you can basically deploy and like provision hundreds of networks in a few minutes and really save wow. precious time, but also come up with solutions to avoid the configuration errors. Not only for the deployment part, but I'm probably going to be politically incorrect right now, but I'm going to talk about the Meraki templates. It's not going to be a surprise for you, but it's a great tool, I would say, but it has some limitations. We wanted to address that with our solutions. So we came up with our own template system. The the ambition was to remove the constraints that uh, you can have with the Meraki templates, because when you use a template, you need to obviously bind the network to this template. So it's great when you have the exact same configurations on all your networks, Mm -hmm. uh, but it becomes like really complex and fastidious when you don't have the same settings and you have some specificities. So we're using and leveraging the Merck APIs to uh, move away from this concept of binding, network uh, binding. And we came up with a tool where you can push the configurations setting to multiple networks, but only push so you don't have this binding concept. And you can also use this tool to make some changes for multiple networks. So it's really like how we can be creative, leveraging the Merck APIs, but also coming up with intelligent and smart way to uh, avoid all the repetitive tasks that you can have and make the most of the Meraki solutions. I definitely appreciate anything that removes repetitive tasks. Since we're all busy people, it's great to try and streamline as much as possible. And I'm guessing that when you think about your business and you know your own competition, you know what do you see as some of the strengths that Boundless has differentiates you? I will say it's the team, not me, but all the people that are working on a daily basis on the at Boundless, I must uh, make a big shout out to my uh, business partner, so Sydney. He's a technical hero, but also all the developers and uh, also uh, Carlota from the marketing uh, team. But uh, apart from the team, I'll also say that we have this pretty unique approach. So first of all, we really wanted to make a big focus on Meraki. So 
that makes us pretty unique on the market because we really are focused on the pain points that our partners and, and customers are experiencing with Meraki. So we try to have a very relevant answer to those pain points. Mm-hmm. And it's also the fact that we didn't want to come up with a very rigid platform on which your need needs to fit into uh, into our solutions. It's really the other way around. So we really want to make sure that our solutions fit our partners' needs. So we have a collaborative approach with our partners. Mm-hmm. And uh, just before our meeting, we had a really interesting call with a partner, an MSP in the in the US. And they were, of course, uh, interested in using our platform and our existing solutions. But they were also eager to share what they had in mind in terms of processes and how they could automate and how they could be much more productive and also profitable. So implementing automation. So with them, we're going to put in place a really um, telemed approach where we're going to define processes and the workflow they want to enhance and we're going to come up with personalized uh, solutions just for them that's the the added value that we have i will say okay all right i guess to help us understand the product and its use let's dive in a little bit more detail to specific use cases so maybe you could walk us through some of your sort of main sections if you like of what your product does and just describe those to us and how they're helping. I can take two examples to really like outline what we do. So first of all, let's talk about what we can do for end users. Pretty uh, recently, we worked on a project where a customer with more than a thousand networks needed to do a migration of his like infrastructure. And obviously, he needed to automate the process. Otherwise, it will have taken a months to perform the project mm-hmm. so he came to us and asked whether we could help on that and we use the tools that we have embedded into our platform to not only create the new networks but also uh, run the entire migration of the configuration settings so we like really automate the whole process and make sure that there was no error in all the process that was in place i would say that's one interesting use case and we also uh, came up with some uh, monitoring uh, approach for for them as well because when you have a thousand networks Mm. you need to have like an aggregate solutions to be able to see all the clients and devices that are connected on your networks and unfortunately you cannot have this on the meraki dashboard so they also like are using our monitoring tool on which you can have like a clear visibility of all the clients and devices that are connected on an organization. So you don't have to go network by network to identify a specific client. And you can use our search tool to identify more easily and troubleshoot faster thanks to the tool. So that's one use case for customer, but I believe that we have the most relevant solutions are for our partners because uh, on one hand, they can uh, use our solutions to really become much more performance and really reduce all the operational costs that they may have for their operations. Okay. So they can use our deployment. We have like a batch network creation tool so we can like deploy hundreds of sites in few uh, and hundreds of networks in few, uh, few minutes, but they can also use our configuration uh, changes tool to perform all the tasks that they need to do on, on a daily basis. But what we really enjoy is really come up with some added value services that they can build on our solution. So to give you, I believe I can quote them, but we are working with Orange right now, who is a service provider in Europe and in France, and they have built some managed services solutions based on our platform. They are using our platform to create Meraki organizations and deploy networks and also configure those networks and then monitor those networks so everything can be done onto our platform. That's a pretty uh, interesting achievement that we have done with Orange. We're pretty proud of this. Really nice. Congratulations. 
Yeah, uh, Noel, if you allow me to just add a few things for the listener today. Some of the experience I had with customers and partners, and if I take you know, the one that you had with the customers, I had one customers uh, in Belgium where uses automation or uses API as a way not to only deploy in a much easier and faster way, but also the troubleshooting. I think you, you did mention troubleshooting as well, which is also something in my view, very important because if you are faster troubleshooting, well, guess what? The entire experience is increased for the user, is increased as well as a technician, and also you can actually add more value. And I think they did like, um, not a survey, but they figured out they save about 15 to 20% time. And I just want to put this out there. Imagine what you can actually do with this extra 15 to 20% time. And this customer actually used the time to add further value to the business, you know, like a fix before the problem gets created, for instance, you know, using machine learning and et cetera. So I think it's a very important way that when you save your time, you can actually really add more value to your business and obviously, you know, shine even more. And for the partners as well, because I'm working with a lot of partners and really helping them to, it's really super, 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 super important today to actually have automation in your DNA. Because if you don't, you will be beaten up by pricing or by cost, uh, which is, you know, not something that we want, but we want to make sure that you can actually compete and really offer some very, uh, you know, very compelling uh, solution back to your customers. So talking about business outcome, as opposed as talking about how long and how many hours, you know, you will need to do to actually deploy something. So that's really what I wanted to add to the mix as well, to give a little bit more context to, you know, what you just mentioned, Noel. I think that's an, a really fantastic point. At the end of the day, technology is supposed to make our lives easier, right? If it doesn't, then we're doing something <laughs> yeah. wrong. So I, I think it's great that you called that out. Okay, so let's think about the future then. It sounds like you're off to an amazing start, Noel Edouard, and, and a lot of very interesting ideas that you've put together that clearly are going to be a great deal of help to your customers and those service providers and managed service providers, people who are wanting to build their own business using Meraki technology, this is clearly a way that they can take that to the next level. So what do you see as next for Boundless? Right, Simon. It's pretty, I would say, exciting times right now for us. As I mentioned, the network industry is evolving at a fast pace, and so are we. Like We're already working on some new solution to take network operations to the next level, and uh, I really want to implement a Make-A-Wish tool on our platform <laughs> because... Uh, our roadmap is being built and developed on our partners and our customers' uh, feedback. And I actually wanted to steal this tool from Meraki because this is exactly how we want to be. It's really like listening to our uh, feedback, collect uh, as many use cases as possible, but also being able to like really uh, look at the future and like see how we can predict it and uh, how we can be aligned with the future of networking. Mm. And so you want to get customers involved in that. I think that's really great. Yeah, the Make-A-Wish. I feel like we could do a whole episode just on Make-A-Wish at this point. There's going to be so many <laughs> stories. And I know some definitely some fun ones from the early days of Meraki. So it's great to have that feedback because it just gives you that sense of connection to your customer, your audience, and the people you're trying to help at the end of the day. They end up giving you some fantastic ideas in many cases. Yes, I think it's the best way to come up with innovation is really to listen to people who are like on the field and who are like struggling on a day-to-day -day basis. And we try to have this very lean approach where we uh, first focus on the pain point and then come up with a solution to address it. I would say that it's really exciting for me because from the very beginning, we wanted to build a very global company and uh, I'm actually the only French guy in the team. The rest of the team is really international and we're starting to get traction from uh, 
the different regions. So of course, the US is a market and a territory where it's pretty active and mature, but I'm having a lot of traction in EMR and also EPJC. So it's really great. It's not that great for my wife and kids because I'm uh, spending a lot of the time uh, doing demos in uh, non-business hours of France, but... Uh, yeah, it's a, there's a lot of exciting things coming up for us. And I'm taking on this uh, Make-A-Wish uh, assignment and well, as you know, uh, in, uh, with Dashboard. I think it's going to probably, I make a bold statement, but that's probably one of the reasons of the success of Dashboard in the first place, you know, and, and I will, you know, take you on this, Simon, to do a podcast on Make-A-Wish. I did, you know, so many you know, hours of presentation about how important it is at Make-A-Wish, and I'm so happy and excited, Noel, that you're implementing this. It seems so simple. But actually, when you look you know, at the reality, very few are actually implementing this. And I think it's a fantastic way to actually develop and get really valid feedback. So uh, uh, shout out to that. Nice one. I love that you're taking that one up. We'll talk about that again, Leo, for sure. <laughs> yeah, very pleasure. All right. So let's bring things to a conclusion. I think one of the challenges we have with an audio-focused podcast or an audio only podcast is you've got to try and visualize what we're talking about. And sometimes that can be a little bit challenging. So it's all ultimately about the experience. And, you know, at Meraki, we've always been very big on trying to demo the product as actively as we can, make sure that you see it and you experience it for yourself. Knowledge, what's your approach there? How can people learn more and discover more about Boundless? I uh, 100% agree on that. I think I still have this in, in me. So as soon as I, as I left Meraki, I, I kept this idea of like being able to showcase what we do. And uh, it's much more effective when you can show a demo of your solutions and kind of like come up with some really like personal use cases. Obviously, I'm, I'm doing demos uh, every day and I'm just enjoying it. But we have a lot of information that you can uh, have access to on our website. It's digital.com. But I'll be really happy to perform some demos and uh, and me and my team can really uh, make ourselves available for any partners or any uh, Meraki users who want to see what we can do. And of course, if they want to test, we can definitely set up some trials. The more people we have to test our platform and the, the more feedback we can, can collect and the further we can go. I like your, your question, Simon, because you're right, you know, we're in an audio format, so it's really hard to actually visualize. And and something I'm going to pick, something that you just said right at the beginning, Simon, you know, the clicking, you know, and I think for anyone that listens, that think like, you know, as soon as you do too many clicks to do something or a repetitive task, really stop and start thinking about APIs. So hopefully, you know, you know, a little bit more about APIs and, and just reach out to the likes of Bundless, you know, just to show what the art of possible today and how much time you can actually save that. And I think that probably will be my ask to any listener to you, you know, and just to see how you're actually working today, you know, how you're interacting with customers today or your networks. Sometimes it might be the same thing. <laughs> so yeah, so, you know, as soon as you start repeating things, you know, make sure that you pause and start thinking it'll be how more intelligent you can actually work. Fantastic. Work smarter, not harder. That's the cliche, right? <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, thank you both very much. Uh, no, Edouard, thanks. That's been a really interesting introduction. Best of luck with things. We look forward to seeing where it goes from here. Thanks for having me, Simon. I had a great time. And uh, as a big fan, it was, a, it was an honor to be on this podcast. Thank you, Simon. <laughs> of course. And Leo, <laughs> thanks a lot for, uh, for that idea around the Make-A-Wish box. We should start planning that immediately. Yeah, I think it would be a, a great one. So, you know, uh, the new intent from uh, Noel can actually listen to as well. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Thanks, Simon.
All right, let's get this wrapped up. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to today's show. Uh, we really do appreciate you being here and listening to our episodes. That's why we put them together. We really want to make sure that those add some value to your day, give you a good feel for what we're doing and what some of our business partners and entrepreneurs are doing with Meraki as well. I mean, the Meraki platform for us is you know, something which is not just for our own benefit. It's really to help you and to enable you to build what you need to be successful. So thank you again for joining and being a part of this. And remember, Noel Edouard uh, came about onto this show essentially because it all started with a tweet. He reached out to me and said, hey, I'd love to uh, tell my story and you know, really introduce what I'm doing. And I'm very keen to do that. So if you would like to follow in the footsteps and take a part on the show, do please reach out to me. Once again, my Twitter handle is at Meraki Simon, and you can message me on there and I will certainly respond to you. So please do that. With that, I think it's time for the three of us to say goodbye for now. We hope you stay well. It's uh, still a challenging time out there, but we're getting our way through this slowly but surely. Thanks for sticking with us. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye for now. 